do us some theme music really quick. <laughs> Welcome to the Out Loud and Awkward Podcast. I am your host, Richard, and I have no co-host or guest with me. Very sad. This is the first time I've actually recorded without a co-host or a guest with me, so this is going to be an interesting one. Probably not nearly as funny, so if you just want to skip over this one, I totally understand, and I'm very sorry. But uh, <clears throat> we're going to hop into it like we normally do and talk about what I've been up to for the past week. So for me, for the past week, I have been still grinding out some God of War 2018 uh, doing all of the side stuff that I didn't really do the first playthrough that I did of it. Um, but I'm going back through now and doing it again and really enjoying it the second time through because I know where the story leads. <clears throat> and so, like, already knowing that, uh, it, it makes it a little bit easier to just go through and do all the side stuff that I want to do anyways. Uh, other stuff I've been doing, watching a bunch of different movies for today. Um, uh for today's podcast that I'm recording. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, obviously, keep uh, reading and keeping up on normal One Piece, uh, Black Clover, Chainsaw Man, watching Chainsaw Man, watching the new Thousand Year Blood War, which is fire. And I think if you're not caught up on Bleach... I would definitely find somewhere on YouTube. If you don't want to read, if you want to read it or watch it, I wouldn't say watch it because the pacing is so god awful. But like reading it is so good uh, that if you get a chance to read the manga of it, please do. Uh, but you could also probably find on YouTube like a summary up to the point of a thousand year blood war arc. And I mean, you won't fully understand a lot of stuff because they do go into. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is in this that if you didn't, if you aren't familiar with it, you are going to be a little lost on certain things. Uh, but animation-wise, pacing-wise, everything is phenomenal. Love it. Um, still been watching. It's always sunny, and I've been watching basically one Christmas movie every day um, for the past couple days, leading up towards Christmas, which is what I normally do. <coughs> but that's about all that I've been up to besides work. So I figured we can go ahead and hop into the meat of the podcast, which is our, which is my best and worst of 2022. So uh, what I'm going to be going through is I'm going to give my best and worst out of uh, these categories, and I'm also going to give an honorable mention in these categories as well. But the categories go horror, super movie. It sounds like I said horror. I swear I did not. I said horror. Not horror, but horror, superhero, family-friendly, action, comedy, anime, movie, uh, TV shows, and then anime TV shows. Now, when I say TV shows and anime TV shows, um, when I say those, I mean like they had to have had a um, season or something come out this year. Uh, normally, probably, I would say one full season that's, that has come out this year for me to fully watch and enjoy that season. Um, <clears throat> or, yeah, I would say probably like at least one full season has to have come out 
uh, for me to kind of enjoy. And anime TV shows are a little different because those can run for a while. So as long as a significant amount of those have like kind of come out, then I'll, I'll allow it kind of thing. <clears throat> um, but I'm going to hop into it with my first category, which is the horror movie that came out this year. Uh, came out uh, September, I think. Uh, I think it's still showing in theaters, but it's called Smile. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has had a chance to watch this. It's, it's very popular right now, and I think the story is very creepy. I was honestly between, because my honorable mention, I'm not going to say right now, but there was another one, which was Barbarian, which I thought was one of the better horror movies that came out this year. But honestly, I think Smile just kind of capped it because it was so good and it felt really original uh the scares sometimes seemed a little generic but i actually kind of enjoyed that in it <clears throat> um the cast was not a very well-known cast i mean i know it had um the fast guy from the boys a train from the boys um <clears throat> uh, and I don't really know any of the other actors in it. At least I couldn't recognize them off-gate. Uh, but the story was phenomenal. I had it, I pulled it up, and they, it came out in September of this year. And I think it did a really, really good job as a horror movie to kind of scare you and give you that like original kind of horror feel. It was a good um, turn compared to kind of what we got in October with my worst um, <clears throat> but I thought it was it was really good and I enjoyed it it's definitely one that I'd go back to and rewatch um, it's definitely one that I probably would not want a sequel to I think it's better off as a standalone movie but knowing Hollywood and what they see they see that oh it made a little bit of money we're going for a sequel now buddies and I'm just like okay I guess whatever I may not watch the sequel I might depending on how much I liked the trailer that they put out because the trailer for this kind of intrigued me and not just the trailer but just the amount of uh, not propaganda <laughs> but uh, advertisement that they had everywhere with people like inside stadiums standing in the background and just smiling I thought was really really cool <coughs> um, but my honorable mention um on this category is the uh, horror movie Nope, which was directed by Jordan Peele. It was his, I think, third horror film that he's crafted, which was really, really good. It came out July, I'm pretty sure, of this year. And, I mean, the whole cast, you had uh, Kiki Palmer, uh, you had Steven Yeun, um, and then Daniel, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but he was in uh, Get Out, and he's been in Black Panther, I think, as well. And I think, I mean, seeing him again, I thought was really cool. I think he did a really, really good job in that movie. And I only put this one at honorable mention and not at best, because there were some aspects of this movie that were my favorite. It definitely was like kind of slower at points. But, like, the mystery behind what all was going on in this, like, small western town kind of thing. And, like, Steven Yeun's character's background was really, really interesting to me. 
<clears throat> and I think Jordan Pill did an amazing knockout job in his third outing as a horror director. And <clears throat> I'm really excited to see where he goes from like this point onward on what he does in film. <clears throat> but overall, definitely, if you haven't had a chance to go watch it, I would definitely go and watch it. I think it's on Peacock right now. So if you have Peacock, definitely go out and give it a chance if you've not yet. Um, and then my worst for this category, which I think is not a very big surprise to most people, but some people did like this. I think for me, it's just not what I wanted from the end, um, but it's Halloween ends, and it's not what I wanted for the end of this the Blumhouse trilogy that <clears throat> we could have gotten. I think we could have gotten so much more from it than what we really ended up getting. Which really sucks in the end. Uh, I just, the Corey stuff was kind of interesting to me, but the fact that Michael was this worn out old man, which makes sense because he, he technically is, but he's also this like superhuman freak of nature who like, by like any means necessary, will like just slaughter an entire town and he just doesn't care uh who gets in his way i feel like there's not supposed to be like a reasoning behind him he's just doing it because that's kind of just the way he is type of thing <coughs> sorry i keep clearing my throat i'm having some bad chest problems here recently with my asthma um <coughs> but yeah overall it was a good movie but out of the horror movies that I've seen this year, it was definitely my least favorite from this year. And I think, again, that falls because I was looking forward to it so much and it being the end of this trilogy that I really liked, or I guess quad trilogy because <clears throat> there's four of them, technically. Um, but... <laughs> I think it could have been better, and I understand why some people really do enjoy it, but for me, it's just, it's not, it didn't hit. It didn't hit as well as I had hoped, I guess I should say. Um, I guess moving on to the next category, <clears throat> which was honestly kind of hard for me to pick a little bit, because I did like so many of the movies that came out in this category. Um, but my next category is superhero movies um, that came out this year. All right, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and get my worst <clears throat> out of the way, which is going to be Thor Love and Thunder. Um, now, the and I initially when I went and watched this movie, I did enjoy it. Um, but it, looking back on it now and as it's been out for – quite a while because I honestly I think it released also in July um <clears throat> but with it it was it just felt a lot like the same kind of movie as Ragnarok which isn't a problem um necessarily but it's not what I wanted I think going into it I was expecting a little bit more and I did enjoy some aspects of it so like Gore the God Butcher I thought was really cool but he was so underused in that movie that it made it feel made his character feel kind of worthless um thor just being his normal goofy self i didn't i mean i like that he's goofy i like that 
But the whole him being like overly goofy and kind of stupid kind of thing doesn't really vibe with me all the time. And I like it every once in a while, but after a while it kind of gets annoying. And then the weird love triangle between him, his axe, and his hammer felt slightly unnecessary, but I did enjoy it sometimes. Um, And the cast in this movie, compared to Ragnarok, I really cared for the cast in Ragnarok, whereas going into this movie, we see the cast, and I didn't care as much for, like, the cast in general. So it was kind of like... I don't know, it it just really turned down for me. And I think after such a big, like, come up from one of the worst uh, superhero franchises in Thor, because you had two pretty bad ones, and then you had Ragnarok, which stunned the world. They didn't expect it to be so good. And then you had Love and Thunder, which was basically just a recreation of Ragnarok, but worse. And... I understand why people like it, and again, initially, I did enjoy it, but as I've sat on it for quite a long time now, I've come to realize that out of the superhero movies that kind of came out this year that I've seen, because I haven't seen all of them, it is my least favorite. Um, But that isn't to say that there is not a worse superhero movie that came out this year, because there probably is. I just haven't seen that particular movie so um but moving on for uh, my buddy christian's sake i'm gonna say his best superhero movie this year was definitely morbius Uh, i'm not gonna go into any detail uh, or anything like that i'm just gonna let it sit there Uh, but he talked about that movie nonstop, so we're just gonna say that and leave it there uh for me my best uh superhero movie which was one that i really loved um and I just like the character as well. I think he's, I mean, obviously it's a very basic character for people to like, but it's the Batman with Robert Pattinson. <clears throat> and I think going into it because uh, so many people obviously know Robert Pattinson from the Twilight series. And I think he was a good actor in those movies. The Twilight series are not my favorite movies. Um, he stepped into the Batman role and really just shined. And I think he did a really, really good job with what was there and what he had. And obviously, he was very dark and brooding. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see a sequel from this Batman. Um, it definitely is feels weird because we have like two Batman, Batman movies kind of going on because Ben Affleck is back, um, and, and you also have uh, Michael Keaton. Who I'm pretty sure is in the Flash movies. I think that's who that is. Um, <clears throat> so it definitely feels weird that we have so many Batman, like kind of <laughs> going on all over the place. But I don't mind it. I really liked Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Bruce Wayne and Batman. It was very dark and like humorless, but it had those like nice little glimpses of humor in it every once in a while. But it wasn't like overly funny. It was definitely super dark, but I liked that. I liked that a lot. Um, for honor- honorable mentions uh, for this category, I had Multiverse of Madness because it, this one was a hard one for me to pick best because I did like a lot of these. I know a lot of people didn't enjoy Multiverse of Madness nearly as much as probably I did. <laughs> but 
I also like the first Doctor Strange more than most people do. <coughs> um, but I think it played off of who Doctor Strange was from his first movie, carried it over really well, obviously had a lot more magic in it uh, compared to the first one, and then just the multiversal side of everything and just seeing how expansive the Marvel Cinematic Universe can go um, is really cool to see, and I'm excited for the future and what this movie really set up uh, in terms of Marvel movies. Uh, and then I actually have another one for honorable mention, uh, and it's the Gardens of Galaxy Holiday Special, which came out, like, probably two weeks ago. And I only have this here because, and it's not even really a movie, it's more of a special, obviously. And <clears throat> I just had it here because I just enjoyed that little little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy fun that we we hadn't seen anything from them in a really long time well i mean i guess we saw a little bit in love and thunder but there wasn't enough to really get my my feel because i love the guardians movies and it was fun seeing this little holiday christmas special from them i thought that was so cool and really entertaining the soundtrack was really amusing james gunn great director and i'm excited to see what he does over at dc from here on out <clears throat> moving on to my next category <clears throat> i have family friendly which i didn't watch very many family friendly movies <clears throat> i watched maybe like uh i would say probably four or five which i mean is probably more than most people but <clears throat> not a heck of a lot to say the least um but for me, I put my best uh, family-friendly movie as uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, which was a, obviously it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, um, that released on Netflix, strictly on Netflix, and it's the newer Turtles animation, which I'm not a big fan of, <coughs> but I thought that this movie besides like all the animation style that I'm not a big fan of I thought this movie was very compelling and like super emotional and obviously family friendly and you see these turtles go through this like big struggle and like they kind of get divided on who's right and who's wrong type of situations and <clears throat> like I said it's just a really sad kind of movie to watch but like at the end obviously it has a good ending um it's a good family movie to watch and I think if you if you like the Ninja Turtles but you haven't had a chance to go and watch this I would definitely recommend because I, I sat down and watched it and I really enjoyed watching it uh, and everything that came from it uh, my honorable mention for this one and I'm flying through this one a little bit quicker because like I said I haven't seen these in a very long time and I didn't watch very many of them but my uh, honorable mention uh, for this category is Sea Beast, which is again another Netflix uh, movie. <coughs> um, this was one that I originally started and I was doing some other stuff, uh, and then I caught myself just staring at the TV instead of doing the work that I was supposed to be doing. Uh, so then I, I sat there and I went, wait, 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 I gotta, I gotta stop this and I gotta sit down and actually watch it while I'm not in the middle of trying to do some other stuff. So I ended up stopping it, uh, came back to it, restarted it, and I really enjoyed the movie. Um, 
I think it has Keith Urban as like the lead actor in the movie. Um, again, it's on Netflix, at least in the U.S. I think it's on Netflix everywhere because it's a Netflix original. <coughs> um, but it's really interesting to watch it because it wasn't a movie that I originally thought what I was going to be a fan of. But going into it, it was so good. Like, because it follows like a really a young girl that stows away on this pirate ship where they hunt like sea monsters. Um, but then eventually they, her and Keith Urban's character end up stranded from their boat and they get introduced to this big sea beast who turns out that these sea beasts are not monsters at all. Like they're just always portrayed as these big brooding monsters, but really they're, they just kind of want to do their own thing and live their own life. And it's very touching and heartwarming. <clears throat> and I really enjoyed the aspects that this movie um, really did. Uh, for my worst in this category, I have Pinocchio. And I only had this one as worst because I do tend to like a lot of the family-friendly movies. Um, but for this one, because it was basically just a recreation of the cartoon Pinocchio. It was just in live action, more or less. And it was the same exact telling, same storyline. Pretty much everything was identical to it. I had to put it at worst, even though I really enjoyed the movie. So I ended up putting it at worst because I felt like I kind of had to. Um, <clears throat> and I actually do have a couple of categories where I don't have a worst just because I didn't watch very many of them. So I was like, I don't want to put something at worst. But for this one, because this is probably, I've watched like five of them. So I was, was like, yeah, I might as well put this one at worst because <laughs> might as well talk about it. But I did enjoy it. It is a good heartwarming movie. It's exactly like, like I said, it's exactly the same story as the cartoon uh, Pinocchio that came out, <clears throat> but it's just live action, and I thought it was fun and really interesting to watch, and the animation was pretty in fun, but overall, I probably wouldn't go back, I would probably go back and rewatch the cartoon over this one any day. Uh, moving into the next category that I have <coughs> is action movies. And so for action movies, I put my best at Bullet Train. I think Bullet Train was definitely a movie that originally going into it, I was not going to enjoy. It has Brad Pitt. It released, I think, also in July, maybe June. I can't remember exactly. <clears throat> and I think it's streaming on Netflix now, at least in the U.S. Um, but originally going into it, <laughs> I... I was in there, I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this. But then as you go through it, it's very much like a Quentin Tarantino type of film. And the characters you end up falling in love with, even like the worst kind of characters, you're kind of like, oh, this is, this is, I understand like where this guy is coming from, like situation. There's like a reason that they're all there together. And it definitely falls into kind of like the Kill Bill kind of territory where it feels like that movie. Um, but it was definitely a lot of fun to watch, and it all takes place on this one Japanese bullet train. Uh, and not to spoil very much of the plot, but <coughs> obviously. Jeez um, Louise, I lost track of my thought. 
Um, but it's a fun movie, and the comedy is all there. The action is there. I love the action sequences. The set pieces were pretty cool. The actors in it had a lot of big-named actors um, that I didn't think were going to be as good in this movie as they really were, and I thought it was really interesting to watch like all these characters kind of bounce off of one another and like basically make jokes at the other kind of characters expense. So I thought that was pretty fun to see all of that. Uh, honorable mention in this category is definitely one that I only put it as honorable mention because <clears throat> it probably would have been best, but I know so many people just, they just bury this movie into the ground sometimes. And it's everything everywhere all at once, which is a really, really good movie. Um, the Asian actors in it, phenomenal they did such an amazing job on it i loved watching it and seeing everything that played out it played really really well the storytelling was really interesting and the whole multiversal travel that they kind of do in it was really really cool and I, and uh, originally when i saw the trailer it wasn't something that i was interested in and then one of my buddies went to watch it and he spoke really really highly of it and then a couple a little bit later after it released on dvd one of my other friends uh, christian uh he ended up watching it as well and he spoke pretty highly of it so then i decided to give it a chance and watch it and i think it is a really really good movie um i think a lot of people overhyped it but i think it is really good and fun to watch the comedy is there the action pieces are there the way that they jump in between like multiversal body situations was super fun to see and how they kind of did all that. Um, my worst for this category, and I really wanted this movie to be so, so good because I love the actor in it. I love the video game that it's based on and it's the Uncharted series. <clears throat> but these, this movie just did not hit me it follows obviously nathan drake who is played by tom holland um, has mark Wahlberg in it as well and it, it it was it was something i don't know what else to say because i was really expecting more from it than what we ended up getting um and so it really disappointed me that it wasn't everything that I wanted it to be because I am such a huge fan and again I think it was like my mentality going into it I was over hyping it so much in my head that maybe I shouldn't have done that and that was my bad I will take credit um <clears throat> but it's it wasn't nearly what I wanted it to be the action was really good in it but the plot just kind of seemed all over the place for the most part or at least to me and I don't know, the, the sets just didn't feel, it didn't hit right with me, I guess. I don't know what else to say on it. it just I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Um, I'm just going to move to my next category after that. Um, the next category I have for is comedy. Now, with this one, I know a lot of, uh, like, Bullet Train and everything er everywhere all at once um, are considered, like, action comedies. Um, but... They, they tend to have more action in them. And when you search like a 2022 comedy, they don't really come up and they come up in action comedy. They don't just come up in like new comedy type of, at least when I searched. 
Um, and so I just went off the two movies that came up that I had watched in comedy. <clears throat> I just put them both at best again because I like both of them so much and I only really watched these two. So I didn't want to try to put one of them at worst when I did enjoy what both of them did. Um, so my first one is the uh, unbearable weight of massive talent, which uh, stars none other than Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. And this was a movie that when I saw the trailer in theaters, I was like, oh, God, not another Nicolas Cage movie. Even though I love the actor and I think he does a really, really good job in the, in the roles that he plays, I was just kind of like, I don't want another Nicolas Cage thing. But then I ended up watching it today, <clears throat> actually, and I really, really <laughs> like this movie. It's on Stars in the U.S., so if you have Stars and you haven't had a chance to watch this movie, it was definitely not what I was expecting, and... I think the reason I liked it so much is because, again, I was just downing it so much. But the plot seems really, really contrived and kind of <laughs> goofy. But because it's Nicolas Cage who is basically down on his luck and he doesn't really have any other roles that he can take on. Nobody wants to hire him in Hollywood. Um, but then he gets he basically gets rented out by this billionaire for <clears throat> a birthday party situation. And, like, it just kind of all dives further down from there. And it just gets super funny. And there's super funny moments with him and Pedro Pascal, who is the other leading man in this movie. And I love Pedro Pascal. I think he he's Mandalorian in Star Wars. He's played so many other great characters in movies. And seeing him on this movie playing next to Nicolas Cage and they like bounced off of each other really really well and the comedy just felt there it hit in every spot that I wanted it to it was just such a funny movie that I really 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 enjoyed more than going into it I originally thought I was going to um my next movie in comedy is Amsterdam <coughs> which is one that I wanted to see it is one that I wanted to watch it it stars uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Margot Robbie, and then I think there's one more person. Hold on, let me look it up. <clears throat> um, John David Washington. And, oh, it also has Rami Malek in it. And <laughs> this movie was not at all what I thought it was going to be. So this one's more of a mystery comedy, and I kind of like those mystery comedies because it's kind of like Knives Out in a way. Um, where you don't really know where the story's gonna go. Like, there's no, like, real, obviously, evidence that the movie's gonna play out this way. Uh, whereas, like, Unbearable, the massive talent movie is very, but you can kind of tell where the movie's gonna end up situation. Where this one's, like, I didn't know where it was really gonna end up by the end of it. And Christian Bell plays such an amazing role in this movie. He's just, like, this army vet who's been injured and he's not even really that funny in the movie. It's just his, like, humor is so dry and not that comical that you tend to laugh at what he says sometimes. And John David Washington does a really good job of bouncing off this, like, very dry humor and giving you something to kind of laugh at. And it has Margot Robbie, who plays very much in a way similar to uh, her Harley Quinn character, but not like with all like the weird murdery stuff, but more of um, 
with the whole just goofy character who's just like not really ditzy but just kind of like all over the place and you don't know where she's gonna go type of situation um but again another great movie that if you haven't had a chance to watch um definitely definitely give it a shot and go watch it i thought it was really really good uh moving on to my next category uh is sorry i was trying to see what time i was at um is anime movies and again with anime movies, I've only watched, I think, two that came out this year, um, which is One Piece Film Red, which we've done, and uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Both of those movies um, were really good in their own uh, standing. I don't think I watched any other ones. At least I can't remember any other ones that I watched right now. I'm trying to think because I meant to watch Jujutsu Kaisen, but I never got a chance to. I never got around to watching it. Um, but th- I just put my best because it's the only one that I really, really enjoyed, <clears throat> which is Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Sorry about that. I had to take a little break for a second. Um, <clears throat> but I was talking about Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Um, and I guess out of those two movies, this one probably was my favorite. And I'm not going to dive too deep into, like, the plot or anything that happens in it. I just had a lot of nostalgia for Dragon Ball, considering it was one of the first animes that I started watching. So I was like, this is a category that I feel like I should talk about, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about it and just add it in, and I'll just direct you guys to some of my older episodes uh, and go watch those because I dive pretty deep into Dragon Ball Super Superhero and One Piece Film Red with one of my buddies. Um, <clears throat> my next category is TV shows, and again, uh, bringing up the TV show stuff, uh, I say these uh, because the seasons came out in this year. Uh, the seasons came back, or finished in this year, and so I decided to go ahead and do these and talk about these movies. <clears throat> but for best, I'm putting Better Call Saul. Um, now I'm putting Better Call Saul again because the season ended and it was its final season and I couldn't think of really any other TV shows that I had watched this year that I really, really enjoyed much like this one. Um, and obviously it carries over a lot from the Breaking Bad series and what the Breaking Bad series was able to do and it built, built on, uh, Saul Goodman who was a lawyer in that series and just builds up his character. And again, I have an episode on this, the final episode or season of this show. Um, so if you want to go check it out, feel free. Um, but it's, it was so good. And the way that it finishes off, I felt like it did justice to the character and all the other characters within that universe. And I felt like it was a good way to end the Breaking Bad verse. So then we don't really, I don't feel like we need to go back to it and add any more to it, I guess to say. Um, For my honorable mention, I put Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. And I put this one on here because of the fact that it, it told two different stories. So it told the story of Ahsoka Tano, and then it's told the story of Count Dooku as a Jedi before he turned to the Sith. Um, and 
for me, I enjoyed seeing the Count Dooku story, obviously, more than the Ahsoka story, just because we don't know that much about Count Dooku up until now. I mean, there was books and stuff that kind of, like, relayed information, but none of those were truly canon to the overall <clears throat> Star Wars lore and universe. They're more of, um, uh, what do they call it? Legends. And so seeing this and we get to see what causes Count Dooku's fall towards the dark side and his temptation through um, Emperor Palpatine and everything that happened really just in three episodes was so compelling to me and um, originally like I didn't care for Count Dooku's character but now like watching it and seeing obviously like this is what caused his change like this these are the reasons that he fell and I understand now why he he chose the path that he ended up choosing and it makes so much sense um, and it was just like a good short little series and I thought it was really good and I hope that they come back to it and they add more to <clears throat> this world and they just tell these short little stories that add to these characters that we don't know too much about and I like that um, obviously there's some characters who I kind of enjoy not knowing that much about um, but there are definitely some that I feel like could be I guess given more life to <clears throat> and my worst out of the TV shows this year is probably not a big surprise because a lot of people didn't like this series. It's the She-Hulk she series. Jesus Christ, Sally sold seashells down by the seashore. Tongue twister, I guess. Um, but She-Hulk was, it just didn't hit. I liked aspects of it. I like her character. I liked what she was doing. Um, I like to see where her character goes from here. I liked her fourth wall breaking. Um, <clears throat> I like the series finale and like that she went and met like Kevin, and I like most of it. But overall, it just felt very dull to me throughout most of it, and it seemed super long up until you get to like. Daredevil showing up and Daredevil's doing all these crazy things and you're like, oh my god, it's Daredevil from the Netflix series. This is so cool. And But for me, I was just kind of like, this is really awesome, but I want more about She-Hulk and she hasn't really done much to intrigue me. And <clears throat> uh, I like seeing her do her lawyer stuff, but we didn't see too much of like lawyering going on and is. And you see her fighting as She-Hulk, which is super cool, and I had no problems with, like, when she was fighting Bruce, and, like, they were kind of fighting on the same level, and the fact that she was kind of able to control her powers a little bit more, well, not really any more than what he could, um, <clears throat> but she was able to do it faster, I guess you could say. And But overall, it just was a very dull series that didn't do much and felt like in the overall MCU. Um, but I am excited to see where her character goes from this point forward. And then finally, <clears throat> for my anime TV shows, um, I just have a best and an honorable mention for this because a lot of times I don't start an anime series if I don't... Like, I've watched the trailer, and if I don't get hooked on the trailer, I'm probably not going to start the series anyways. 
Um, <clears throat> so I didn't put a worst just because all the ones that I've watched, I've loved for the most part. And so, like, Attack on Titan, I loved. Um, <clears throat> Demons, oh, did Demon Slayer come? Yeah, Demon Slayer, I think, came out this year, and I liked it a lot. Uh, Chainsaw Man's come out this year, and I really like it so far. Um, but for me, my best is Spy Family. And I think that just kind of carries over from my love of the manga series and, like, what they've done in the manga series so far and everything that they've kind of built up in that and just seeing these characters kind of come to life and actually move around, seeing Anya, like, doing her thing, (laughs) all the crazy little things that she does and seeing Lloyd as he does his spy stuff. Um, it's just, it's really awesome to see all these characters kind of come to life and not really come to life because obviously it's a cartoon, but just seeing them move around a little bit more, um, than obviously what you would see in a comic. Uh, and also seeing your doing her cool waifu assassin stuff, which is really, really awesome. Uh, if you haven't watched it and you want an anime to watch, I recommend that one. Obviously, it's pretty popular, so I imagine you've probably watched it by now. <clears throat> and then my honorable mention for my anime TV shows is, obviously, I have to say it because I've talked about it at the beginning, a Thousand Year Blood War arc of Bleach, which is phenomenal, and everything that they're doing so far is great. The art style, phenomenal. The soundtrack, crazy the voice acting perfect the just seeing these characters who obviously they were on a hiatus for a really long time but for me personally like it hasn't been that long because I had watched the soul society arc as a kid and I watched some of the arcanine arc a little bit but not too much and so I kind of fell off in the arcanine arc and then I probably pronounced that so wrong um, but then I went back recently about a, I'd probably say a year or so ago and I started rereading through Bleach because I was like, I really want to read through it. I want to get through Bleach. I don't know where it ends or like where these characters end up. And then it turned out that I was reading and I got to this new arc called the thousand year blood work. And it was an arc that hadn't been animated yet. And they were going to come back and reanimate it. So by the time I had finished the thousand year blood war, <coughs> it didn't feel like it was that long between me reading it and it coming out. And so I'm super excited to see where that goes because I already know how it ends. And Kubo is a really, really good art or artist and writer for the Bleach series, and I'd like to see him come back. But obviously, he's one of those writers that if you tell him what to do, he's not going to do it. Like He's just going to be like, nah, I'll write it at my own pace. That's how I want to be. And that's kind of what happened with Bleach is because they were kind of forcing him to do things that he really didn't want (coughs) his media was. And so he eventually was like, okay, fine. And then just kind of wraps up his story. But he wrapped it up in a very nice way. And he's adding stuff to this anime that (coughs) is very necessary to the plot and adds a lot of character development to certain and it's not like a lot of filler stuff it's just like very minor things that you probably wouldn't even pick up on as somebody who read it um but that is all i have for my best and worst of 2022 um really quick go through of them in 
Uh, like I said, obviously, some everybody has like a differencing of opinions on certain things. I didn't do every category that I probably could do, but these were like the ones that, like, I will definitely do even in 2023, here on out. And also, this was the last episode of the year before, because I'm going on a two-week hiatus from this point forward until the beginning of the year. And um, at the beginning of the year, uh, hopefully I can get some good guest stars on to do some episodes with me and have some buddies come over and record some episodes. I'm really excited for that. And it's mainly just going to be me doing this. And I'm super so... I can't get my words out. Jeez, I'm so excited. But uh, I'm super stoked to see like where this podcast kind of goes with the single host and kind of guest theme that we have going now. <clears throat> um, but if you guys have any opinions on any of these categories, if you thought maybe I should look at this movie again and take a different point of view of it, then please feel free to email me at outloud, uh, awkward pod at gmail.com uh, you can email me anytime I normally keep up with them and check the email as often as I can uh, you can also follow me on my social so you always know when we post and stay updated on the newest stuff that's going on um, <clears throat> it is out loud ampersand awkward on Instagram and Twitter make sure you check those out and you follow those to stay tuned on everything going on, I have been trying to stay more active on the um, social if I can, but not doing a great job at it, obviously. Uh, uh, make sure you also check out I stream on YouTube as well at uh, Gaming Gibson. So if you want to check that out, please feel free. Uh, I stream every Tuesday, Thursday. Have normally have a video drop on Wednesday. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I think that's all I wanted to say. Uh, if you can, uh, make sure you leave a five-star review on the episode, or not on the episode, but on the podcast. Let's people know uh, your thoughts on it and kind of gets it out and spreads out more often around to people. So if you did enjoy it, make sure you leave a one to five-star. You can leave a one-star if you really just don't like it. I understand. I get it. I'm not good at this. Uh, but I hope you all did enjoy the episode. I will see you all in Two weeks from now, have an amazing holiday uh, season and Merry Christmas to all who celebrate and just happy holidays to everyone else. Hope you all have a good one. Peace out.